I keep making the mistake of opening the songs that I want to hear the entire goddamn That's song. That's a great one. I, man, Husker Du matters so much to me. Um, not only did they upend my shit when I was 16 years old because I had no context for what anything like that, that hard, that amazing, that rocking, but the utter desire for me- melody. And, um, you know, I mean, like, so you're in the middle of a hardcore slam fest and there are these gorgeous soaring vocal harmonies. I've been in a Grant Hart mood recently for the last few days as well. So that was one of the Grant Hart ones. You know, Bob Mould, love him too. And of course, Greg Norton, longtime friend of the podcast and mine personally. I like all those guys, but man, Grant Hart, that guy knew his way around a proper pop song. Absolutely. Absolutely. (sighs) Sorry, I guess I'm fired up because A, I'm exhausted. I'm literally delirious right now. But also, I'm ramming so much fried food in my mouth right now that I can't help but be happy. I see a nap in your future. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> it might start before the end of this podcast. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 253. Very shortly, we'll get to today's guest who provided the fried feast that we are currently both breaking. Is this cheat day? Uh, I think it's been cheat pandemic for me. <laughs> it's still cheat year then, is what it you're is. saying. Yeah, it okay, is. so we can eat I think it's whatever just you fuck want. It. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Here we are in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN has been with us since before we recorded one single second of any podcast, and they're great guys. Ed, Mike, everybody over there at the team, they were there at the founding of Minnesota's ignition interlock situation. That means you drink and drive, which is a super dumb idea. And again, they're not going to judge you. They're not going to tell you that. I'm telling you that. Don't do it. But people still do it. And then you need to get back in your car. They help govern that system that gets you back in your car. And again, I I know I've complained about it before, and I don't know why, because they're still on board with those. They've been deeply loyal. But they won't let us tell what the price is. And it sounds like something that would be freakishly expensive because everything else involved with a Dewey is. It's not at all, but you can save even more money. Yeah, it's really expensive if you don't get to use your car and have to take your kids' places and... Not get to work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. My name is Brian. His name is Sean. Uh, we'll talk more coming up shortly. I want to get this next song out of the way because I really want to talk to today's guest. He's been on the show many times. He's been a stalwart ally, and he remains this sort of, I don't know what the right word is. He's, he is a beacon, but he also kind of just, does his thing he's like like the coolest right like with that i don't i how do i am i even getting close it's kind of like the duck that on the surface it's nice and calm but underneath it's paddling like hell that's what i think oh my god my favorite duck-oriented guest is going to be joining us shortly. Well, technically, Jared chicken. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jared Brewington is yes, back in the house, like and I haven't seen his face in a very long time, so today's a little joyful for me. I hope it is for you. But I had Grant Hart on the brain, and I want to hear this one song just to get it out of my system, which I won't. I'll go home and listen to all of his records. Um... It's the strawberry moon right now, which the full moon that's been in the sky the yep. last few nights, gorgeous. And if you watch it right at sun or moonrise or moonset, it's gigantic. And tonight, 955, because I looked at the charts because Dorcas Malorcas, yes, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, not, it's like looking at a tide chart, man. Yeah. 955 is moonrise tonight. Watch the moon. Enjoy the music. Have a fantastic time. But it inspired this particular Grant Hart pick on The Brian Oak Show. Of 
It's a great solo song from Grant Hart, former drummer and half the musical masterminder-y behind Husker Du. You're the reflection of the moon on the water, but you're not the moon. Important lessons mm. being learned even after he's passed on. Rest in peace, Grant Hart, because I will always love you. You literally changed my life. I got to know him over the years. He's just one of those really, really nice people. Speaking of, um, you don't you reach a certain age, right, Sean? And so mm-hmm. I'm, I was wondering the other day, I went to a get-together over the weekend, and I thought, you know, I don't really like to do this anymore. Is it is it pandemic hangover? Is it just getting older? Is it quitting drinking? Which, I mean, what? It, and maybe it's an amalgamation of all those things. But I went anyway, and I had a fantastic time. That's good. But what I find is, I mean, and you probably do this too, I've gotten old enough that I'm not, going to make shit small talk anymore nope i and again a little, a little <laughs> bit is fine but if yeah. it goes more than 30 seconds boom and so i always end up hunting out the most interesting articulate <laughs> inspiring people in the room and every once in a while you look over and you're like that guy has a ray of light coming out of the top of his fucking head yeah and our guest today could be adequately described in that way jared brewington is back in the smart start m and studio jared how are you I'm fantastic, Brian and but, Sean. But you always are, right? I mean, like, you're... Even when you are at your heaviest grind, I don't ever not see that smile on your face. This, You like to be like this, don't you? I chose it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, very good. Get get up on that mic if you can, just because these things are unidirectional. Give Thank me you. some of those dulcet tones. Hey, baby out there. Oh. Now you're talking. Oh. Now I'm listening. I better put the shirt back there, on. There go. Everyone keeps their shirts on at all time in the Smart Start <laughs> MN studio. There's a list of rules over on the yep, wall. Shirts on at all it. times. All right. That's very high on that particular list. So, Jared, you and I have talked quite a few times. You are an entrepreneur. You are also about as good a community member as any community could hope to have, whether you are opening a business in South Minneapolis, whether you are becoming apparently the mayor of Cologne, I don't know, I mean, um, but now you're back in Minneapolis with a brand new endeavor called Official Fried Chicken, and the premise is startlingly simple, right? Like, I mean, you know what I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to denigrate what you do, but I mean, the, the business model, it, it seems too simple to be true. Where did you come up with the idea for this? The simplicity of fried chicken itself yeah. was already there. It's the oldest it's the oldest global food. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's connected to But it took every a long time to make, globe. right? I mean that was the issue, right? That it used to take a long time to make. And you changed that up. Well, in the fifties the broaster method came which is pressure fried, mm-hmm. and there's been some other technical iterations of that and some other versions, but Broster, the company, has has really perfected it, and that tech has always been around, but it was marrying that with new guest experience, new way of ordering, new life flow, especially a post-COVID world and a pre-next outbreak I, to me, they're going to, I mean, it, it, at this point, it's cyclical, you know, like yep. when they said it's going to go from pandemic to endemic, this is just going to keep happening. Yep. So we're going to go through phases of greater protection mm-hmm. and then everyone's cool again. And then greater protection, you know, and just hopefully as the vaccines and medicines get better, fewer people die every time, right? Yeah, but so many businesses have been affected before that, that 
you know, new new thoughts in survival mode mm-hmm. may make new industry trends. Well, and, and an industry trend that, I mean, whether or not we're in a pandemic, even if it was inspired by that, makes sense moving forward. I mean, it couldn't be more convenient. So when you tell people that, like, no, you have to, it's only takeout, it's only delivery. If you come in, you literally grab your chicken, uh, which, and again, the menu, which we'll talk about in a second, is significantly limited, but with good purpose. When you hear, oh, you can just come in and grab it out of the hot locker and off you go and you're on your way, I think people, even if they know your reputation or people in general, you'd think, eh, you know, I mean, it's going to be fried chicken. It's going to be fine. This is fucking delicious. Like, I, and I'm not a huge fried chicken buff. Sean, your thoughts? I absolutely love it. It's the second time I've had it. And I mean, you housed that whole box. I'm, on my way. I thought we were. I thought we were on our journey together. Well, and Jared originally said, "Think, <laughs> think, vending machine chicken." And I was like, "Well, this isn't that. The no. system is like a vending machine, but the flavor is like you're sitting down at Grandma's place and she has a secret recipe, and yeah. you get to eat the chicken, and she's not going to shame you, which no. is nice." And the, oh <laughs> man, so we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. But before we move into what the right now looks like what the you know the future holds for official fried chicken i mean you're still happy and cemented in cologne right you're doing both these things i'm country mouse city mouse always will be (laughs) right living in minneapolis multiple generations grew up in our house right we've talked about that right on 35w so i always wanted the country and i know where i am at peace mental health i got i got i got a winner so i'm gonna stick with it and that's that's rural living and country life and well, and you also have a great space. family. Like I don't Absolutely. really like to ever talk about people's families. I like that stuff. I like private stuff to be private. But I know that you're very happy in your family situation as well, which adds a great deal to overall well being. But then if you can marry that with you're not that far away. Cologne isn't, you know, up in no. northern Alberta, right? No. But it is far enough out that you've got a nice spread and yeah. you've got trees and you've got <sighs> And I do that noise. I love that noise. You, know, like you can't find me. <laughs> and the phone goes over there, and suddenly, Jared's not available for the afternoon, but he is our guest right now in the Smart Start MN studios on The Brian Oak Show. Before we go any further, I love your music picks because I think that you are open-minded, and I think that you are very creative, and I also know like that you like to fucking jam. So, I mean, I always appreciate the music you pick. Tell me about this first one right here because I'm not sure I know this artist. Aaron Jones is a rock guitar player from the Northwest, um, and he's young. He's he's rock and blues rooted. So he's a right now guy. He's a right now guy. Okay. This is a last year, um, but this song "Baptized in Muddy Waters" is. I feel like I've I always do everything the hard way. So my smile is because, fuck it, I got to do it anyway. So why why complain? But. You know, if you think you know, you don't. Fingers glide 
Well, son of a bitch, Mr. Brewington, <laughs> thanks for giving me more homework because, I mean, the guy's been at it and doing it at a high level for a long time. And you, you know how just every once in a while you look around, there's a blind spot. You're like, who the hell? And there's like, no, panic at the disco. They're really big. Yep. I'm like, who? I don't. What, what are you talking about? Right there. I mean, not as big as panic at the disco. That was fucking great. Yeah, that's hot stuff. I mean, wow. Well, yeah. I'd love to see him. Hard rock. And you can tell he's from Seattle. There's just enough fuzz and rawness around the edge. But when you incorporate, I mean, soul and rock and roll obviously have crossed over many, many, many times. But that's cool. I like that right there. That was good. I did just read, however, because I love fun facts and I'm a total dork when it comes to this shit. His very first release was produced by, wait for it, 
Sir Mix-a-Lot. No way. Yeah. No way. Because Sir Mix-a-Lot was always repping C-Town. Repping the local scene. Yeah, wow. And he, he was always repping C-Town. I did not know that. I, well, I just learned it now. That's and awesome. my favorite thing about Mix is Mix had the braggadocio. He wanted the fur jackets. He wanted the cars. He wanted the ladies. Oh, he absolutely wanted the ladies. But he's the only rapper I can remember from that era that bragged about being legit. He's like, yeah, I'm making real estate deals. Yeah, I'm I, like never once he wasn't trapping, he wasn't hoeing, he wasn't doing any of that shit. He was bragging about being legit. I'm like, that seems cool. Do that, but apparently it's not very hardcore, and then you get stuck with the label of a one hit wonder. Jared Brewington is our guest today on the Brian Oak Show. So, Jared, you have started successful restaurants, businesses, and endeavors before, and now. I mean, I know that you're enjoying what you call the quiet country life, but I also know that you don't you don't seem like someone who thrives on downtime. I mean, I'm sure you enjoy your downtime because you get so little of it, but you like to work, man. I mean, you you are always doing something. What's that about? I don't know why, but I know I do. You know, I I tell people that I mentor that your calling will call you. Yeah. And and so don't chase it, don't sit and and, and wait either, but it'll happen regard what, whatever it is that it is for you. And, and mine is nonprofit board work and building businesses that I think of and being community connected to the things that are those, you know, uh, my businesses usually touch the community. Yeah. My community work well, see, seems that, to that, be around my business. That's part of you. I mean, like the, uh, to me, a defining trait of Jared Brewington is, even if you want to start a new business, even if you want to be successful over here from an entrepreneurial or just making money standpoint, because we often make money to get by, you don't seem to be able to be entirely mercenary unless there's a computer, a community component. It doesn't seem to interest you, or at least you've made most of your endeavors that I'm aware of part of the community. There's a there's a unbelievable connectedness to it and if you grew up in a neighborhood that had lots of pride and you know you had a connected community you probably knew of the local businesses that were there and that's something that's you know even a nostalgia across america amongst all communities was that local family-owned business um my wife is a city leader in economic development and public administration so as an economic community and economic development director our home life is talking about her work life and my work life, which is communities and businesses connecting for uh, a, a whole, not not necessarily wholesome, but a place to learn, live, and work. A lot of people who want to be a part of their community, right? They, you can volunteer. You can simply just pay better attention to the people on your block. Starting a business, I think, to a lot of people who have never started a business, that's heavy lifting, right? I mean, that's a, that's real work. So, I mean, your your involvement in the community could take many forms, but you seem to have an entrepreneurial bent. You seem to really enjoy doing this. Where did that ever come from? When's the first time you're like, I'm going to make this ice cream stand the best one on the planet? <laughs> when I said I was my older brother to work at Wendy's when I was 12, the Wendy's on 66th in Lindale. Really? And then I got yep. caught, and then I had to quit because I wasn't legally old enough, and not my brother also. Yeah, well, and they just thought you were... Your brother? I, I said I was and rifled through my dad's credenza to find the stash of social security cards. Oh, my God. And, oh my and, I w- and got there and I, signed I want, up. I want everyone. Wow. I, want that, I want that stamped on every child's head. Yep. Jared Brewington wanted to work so badly 
that he stole credentials and lied <laughs> so that at 12 years of age he could go to work. Dude, I see, because I'm the same way, right? I, I think, tell me I'm wrong. Yep. Isn't that just the story you told? Yeah. That's you, man. Yeah. I mean, no. from the time I was young and when I was really like sort of found weed in the late 80s and was a young hippie, I always imagined that I, I would be the greatest hippie man. Never work, never do anything, be cool, listen to records, cool. I've been through only a couple of very brief periods of unemployment in my adult life. And the first week, fucking fantastic. Beautiful. Get to watch Ancient Aliens, make that third pot of ramen for the day. But then, like week two, I'm like starting to get a little restless. And week three, fuck this, I've got to find... So I like to stay busy. I like to work. I have three jobs too. But you, I I can't imagine... Because running a business isn't like... I'm going to go pick up a part-time job at Ulta, okay? You know, it's not selling. Running a business is an entirely different animal. Why do you love it? I like like the excitement of the idea to physical form and and then the community as as a part of it. So restaurants, I I couldn't run away from that. It it smacked me in the face that my experiences and, and service i guess made me want to own restaurants and and build teams and 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 some sort of a family environment that there always is in well-run restaurants that team is a family and those that execute well and and respect each other have so much professional growth and development from those personal interpersonal interactions not just the movements of the business and let's just level up and if the business actually cared about them and was keen to some of that professional and personal development what better of an environment can that can that be? And I wanted to foster those environments, and um, I I wanted to take out some of the stressors that may make for a, a less uh, less desirable work environment in the service industry, mm-hmm. specifically food service, and still and bring, customers. They're the fucking worst. Well, you know, cust- I mean, they kind of are. <laughs> you know, customers have. Uh, they 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 come from everywhere of all all angles and yeah we wear the weight of everybody's opinion in, in this industry and you said it you said it in a way that I I can agree with well but the, you, I, I understand the best, you're running they're a the best and can be you, the worst you but then that and that's human beings right yep that's but pure that human. that that retail customer interaction is fraught with peril ninety five percent of the time goes smoothly, everything's fine, but then all of a sudden everything grinds to a halt or somebody's having a moment well, or, yeah. I, you know, I, people people react poorly. I think Americans in particular have this sort of mindset and maybe like I don't know. Like entitlement, Brian? Like well, you're thinking maybe they're yeah, just a little bit I was entitled? Kidding. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> like, I'm an American. I have a credit card. Where's my fucking barbecued chicken, Jared? You open the doors, you give me what I need. And to, there we go. to a certain degree, I, res- I respect a consumer opinion of if you avail yourself and promote and, 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 and sell a product and market that product, you should back it up. Yeah. There's, a, there's entitlement in a lot of our, our world and humanity. True. Uh, one thing that uh, my brothers and sisters in the service industry know after COVID, you know, frontline, frontline workers just going to work savaged they mm-hmm. got they got shredded to bits yeah mm-hmm. servers just saying the thing that was the current law uh they got ripped to pieces masks and whatever mm-hmm. um and 
you know, I talk to my staff about how they're learning humanity because of this industry and how this is a special and unique industry too, because if you have your head up, head up and you're thinking that way, you're learning the game of life while interacting with people in this industry. It's the only industry in manufacturing I read somewhere. Sorry, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it's the only manufacturing industry where you get to watch the customer use the product. That's amazing. But see, that's an excellent, excellent yeah. point because then if there's dissatisfaction, it's not a matter of an email or coming back weeks later. It's right there right now. Well, speaking of consumer uh, response, you've been to official fried chicken. I have. And in fact, my daughter is working for Jared. Um, you here know, we go. When, New information has come yeah, to light, man. When Jared. That's fine. I'm when just going to sit here and eat chicken. Yeah. When Jared posted about this, I'm like, hmm, do I reach out? Because she had just moved back home. I'm like, do I reach out and ask him about this? Because there was that part of me. It's like, I don't want to hurt the friendship. You know, I want to make sure. We're, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, kids are kids, but she's got a good heart. And I'm like, is this the right fit for her? I didn't know. But Jared's like, tell you what, I'll meet with her. I'll interview her. And it started out with the phone call. But here's what I can tell you is in the last two weeks, the way you have treated her and Chloe, uh, the the manager there, You've held her up. You've made her feel so good about herself. To me, that goes. That will translate all the way down to the customer, because you can treat the customers like kings and your employees like shit, and it doesn't work. But when you treat your employees really well, they can overcome the customer challenges, and that's what's been remarkable. Sophie, our daughter, just came home uh, yesterday, and our it wasn't yesterday; it was uh, Sunday, and just said. I just can't believe how positive this is. Jared messages me almost every day, sometimes many times a day, just pumping me up, you know, challenging me to, you know, you can do this. And and I just was like, this is exactly what you need. You need this for your self-esteem. You need it for your mental health, which they're very open about at his location. It's kind of revolutionary. Just not just the fact that you can go, you know, scan a QR code and chicken pops out of <laughs> out of a box, which is pretty cool, by the way. It's the revolutionary. That it that tastes they, authentic, yeah. But also, I don't have to talk to anybody. But that they treat their employees like human beings that have actual lives outside of the chicken place, well, and that's pretty awesome. All three of us, and probably every single person listening yeah. to this podcast, has worked for a shit boss, right? Or has worked for a good boss who is strapped to the company leadership that is clearly not what you're after right and i think that's probably the norm as opposed to the exception is my you know i mean in general i think there are a ton of talented people out there but there are very few people i think to you know highlight exactly what you're saying sean that care that much and that's i feel like that would be exhausting and i but you you're fine cool let's do it let's go well it has its weight but you know with with the territory, you know where you are. So can't really turn it into anything other than what it is, it being in what it is. And that's in helping develop your team, which, you know, the interpersonal stuff can be ongoing. There still may not be a match, you know, em- employer to employee in the business side right. of things, yeah. which is the movements of the, the job. Um, but the interpersonal stuff can, there still can be a, a high, high level of respect and human value. Um, I wanted to reduce some of the stressors, the movements, mm-hmm. and and make for something that's popular to keep them busy and high paid. So, you know, we have a very high paid staff. Everybody makes over twenty dollars an hour, and that's out of respect for the model, and out of respect for the day, and out of respect for their aptitude. And you know, clicking with the team, you know, that's a very livable wage. It sure is, Sean. 
Do you know anybody cooler than Jared Brewington? No. That's the funny I, thing is that I don't, I don't get I to do spend enough time with him, but every, I love the guy. I, but every time we sit down, I'm like, okay, fine, yeah. Cap, yeah. Captain America. <laughs> what else? What's next? What's this is how next? there's a model though. There's a model for how life should be and how it should be done, and he exemplifies you mean like hum, that. human decency. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's just some of it's like this shouldn't this just be basic where, human, de- but it's not. Where do these like, revolutionary ideas come yeah, from, where Mr. You, Brewington? You treat people with respect and you pay them. Well Did you bring and, these from a far off foreign land? Where is this land? Interesting. <laughs> All right, I've gone too long without jamming more chicken in my face, which is about to happen. <laughs> now we're going to go into another song you picked, and again, I know. You know your music. This band, I wasn't expecting. The one time I saw them live, I knew they were talented. I'd heard a few songs. I knew they were they were good. But then to watch the front man, and I'm going to let you introduce him and set it up, to watch him, what he does with that lap steel, it was. it's going to sound like I'm overstating things. It was like watching Hendrix with his guitar. I mean, you, you could not take your eyes off of him and his ability with it. And it was moving all over. I'm like, there's no way the hell you could be, still be playing that thing. It was one of the most, because I went in with relatively modest expectations, one of the most exultant shows I've ever seen in my life was this particular band. Robert Randolph and the Family Band. Mm. I saw Robert Randolph and the Family Band three times. The Quest throwback. Back in wow. the day. Back in the day. I mean, they uh, must have been just getting warm at that point, right? They were young and hot yeah, right around yeah, that yeah. time, All near right. in the end of Quest, All First right. Avenue and in Chicago at House of Wow. Boys. And uh, that Chicago trip was on purpose. But I saw Robert Randolph and Family Band on accident just with my old band. Hey, this guy's awesome. Come check it out. And then it changed my life. Their whole band soloed a medley of songs, and the whole band moved to every instrument, including the violin. Which sounds like it could be gimmicky, but when you watch them and you realize that every person on that stage has an absolute mastery of every instrument on that stage, that's pretty special. Unbelievable. Life-changing in that that side of that that genre of music at that time coming out then, because he was wearing NBA jerseys and had cornrows, and and, and it was more hip-hop culture and some some deeply Southern-rooted stuff that changed the game, and he's, he's hot.
when I saw them uh, live outside at Basilica Block Party, God, at least 10 years ago now, maybe longer, every song was about nine minutes. And that, 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 <laughs> but in the best possible way, that feverish pitch they built up to right there at the end. And you're there, and there's that critical mass of people yeah. around you. And you've got that thing where you're like, Humming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, those experiences, those ecstatic moments don't happen very often in life. And hearing that, I, I remembered it very, very clearly. Jared Bruinstein is our guest. And before we continue with him, we do need to check in with our good friend, Sean, who is also, despite the almost ridiculously embarrassing and conspicuous amount of money he makes doing this podcast is also a realtor because he's like Jared likes to work. Got to have a side hustle and you work for Edina Realty. How are things? Things are good. They're busy uh, running around uh, today, showing houses, doing that sort of thing, keeping busy, helping people. It's all good. Uh, I want to say something before we move forward, just that I'm really proud of the money that Jared and I uh, raised for YouthLink through Edina Realty. It wasn't much, but through a thousand dollars into their, coffers for something that's important to him. He's on the board of directors for that. Fine. Forget uh, your commercial for a second. Tell me about YouthLink. YouthLink is a 43-year-old organization based downtown Minneapolis that provides resources and housing support for uh, young adults that are housing challenged or homeless, age 16 to 24. And you're involved, obviously, very deeply with them. Yes. I'm uh, many years on the board of directors, and we are going to be making some connections with my businesses in in regards to elevating this uh, goal of eradicating youth homelessness. Pardon me for my very rude interruption, Sean. You were saying. Yeah, and without telling a sob story, I was that guy for a while as a kid. I stayed in a tent for a while. I stayed at the Salvation Army downtown a couple of times. And so it was important to give back. I want to do so much more for YouthLink, and I think that because of our connection, we're going to be able to do that. If you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell a home, 612-859-2594. I also donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local uh, musician or full band. I'm sorry. I'm still eating. That's all right. That's good chicken. That's good chicken. So the chickens go, you know, here's the deal. Everyone's got a busy day. I know we're in the home stretch right here. Yep. So I would like to make the rest of this particular podcast without it being a stupid commercial because I don't think that we could if we wanted to. I'd like to talk about official fried chicken. Where is it? It's on the corner of 46th and Minnehaha in South Minneapolis, just two blocks north of Minnehaha Falls, on the same street. I live right there. Where on 46th and Hiawatha? For, uh, 46th and Minnehaha. Cross oh, Minnehaha. Falls so Liquor. So like by Falls Liquor? I'm Kitty Corner. I'm the other corner. What? Yeah. For we, real? We we deliver our uh, end of the night. We deliver food to Falls Liquor team. I see. Yeah. And do, so and it's a delivery and pickup place only, right? Yes. And how, how does the delivery thing work? Just call up and... You go to officialfriedchicken.com and order from our website. We'll I'm just, sorry, was that officialfriedchicken.com? I believe it's officialfriedchicken.com. I understand. And so you go there and you order. <laughs> and again, it's a relatively limited menu, but I'm going to tell you right now that I am hammering on these fries. So why do, did you intentionally decide to do a, a, a simpler menu or what was what was your motivation for what official fried chicken is? Uh a gang of experiences, yeah. um, one being the state fair with Funky Grits and yep. doing a fast, high-output, craveable one thing. Um, my daughter, came, Josephine, came up with the name Official Fried Chicken. I like it. And I, and I said, just chicken. And then I thought of high-output chicken. Mm-hmm. What if it's just chicken and a few flavors? Yeah. And so we ended up with three flavors, our original 
seasoning, our buffalo, mighty buffalo seasoning, and our mighty barbecue, uh, master barbecue seasoning. I'll bet that master barbecue probably tastes really good. Huh? I'll be delivering some to you <laughs> as soon as possible. It is so good. I've had it. God yeah. damn it. All right. No, I'm just, you know, I'm joking. So I'm not really, I, and don't take this the wrong way. Fried chicken is fine, but it's not like a, a go-to for me at all. Um, I know that you can't give away trade secrets, industry inside information. But why is it because you broast it? Why is the skin as good as it is? Like not greasy and shitty, but crispy and yummy. We there's a curing process to how we fry our chicken. Okay. So when when it's it's marinated and then we bread it, and when after we bread it, we cure it in the in our coolers for for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, and then when we take it out to fry it, it's it's got a nice thin shell and uh, always crispy, always locked in the juices. I mean, it's really freaking good. And, and the fries are good too. What's on the outside of the fries? At all? No, but that's just a strong crispy fry huh. that we we also broast. Um, Sean, you're writing all this down, yeah. right? Oh, I've totally got it all. Keeping the secrets, yeah. Locked no, that's in. fine. <laughs> Guess who? You're going down. Official <laughs> fried chicken. We're gonna come up with Super USA. Sean's <laughs> chicken place. Sean's chicken. <laughs> Sean's chicken hut. What do you think? How about Sean's not that chicken? No, nope. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that doesn't work. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, I'm not chicken. Well, you know, whatever. Okay. I don't want to explain my jokes to you I, Well, I, simple mind. I, I guess I, you know, <laughs> woof right over my head, right? Um, Jared, I know we have to wrap this up, but I always feel like we never have enough time, and we don't see each other often enough. Will you come back sooner than it's been since the last time you came back? I, I would love that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because really I've heard the barbecue chicken is good, but I have no actual proof that that's true. I don't even know that it exists. Well, I'm going to bring you that bu- uh, that barbecue chicken. You can pick it. You can pick it up in our in our high tech. Why are hot you? Boxes. That's true. And, and so that that was the one other thing before we go, and we're going to wrap it up right here. But the the whole premise, right, is only delivery, only takeaway. People order online. Can they call, or is it just an order online just situation? Just online. But in our in in the space, we have two self order kiosks on the wall. Oh, uh, so you order on the kiosk, and in both when you order on the kiosk and online, you'll get a text message. Uh, that your order is ready and it will have a QR code and a pin. And in our store, there's a 12 box pickup cabinet and they're each heated and there's a tablet screen in the middle and you scan your code or put in your pin and it automatically opens. And, and like, so you literally ready. don't have to interact with anyone ever. Nope. You don't see a person. But How long does it take if you go in and, uh, to the kiosk and do it? Under five minutes. That's fantastic. So all those things you just described about the model for this restaurant sound amazing and futuristic and frankly exceptionally handy and convenient are you lex luther i am not are lex you sure luther. no but <laughs> it is but it seems it seems almost diabolically smart which is why i'm curious about your motivations I'm, young man i'm bald and wearing stripes so i get where you're getting that <laughs> exactly but that stash not game to mention is well not so to solid. mention that soul patch <laughs> yeah it gives off a little bit of an evil vibe, but a, a, an evil I want to hang out with. Jared, <laughs> thank you very much, man. Thank you. I Exceptional love you, to see you. Thanks, well, Jared, I love, love you too, man. And I, Thanks for all you do, man. It, it's wonderful. I didn't. I had no idea about the daughter working there situation, yep. and the chicken's good. Plus, Jared's about as good as it gets, man. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. I do want to thank Smart Start MN uh, one more time. I also want to thank the good people at Edina Realty, specifically yep. Sean Bernard. He's really the only one I know there, to be honest. That's good. That's keep that's it all I need to know. Yep, that's it. Okay. Start and end. <laughs> uh, thanks for the people at AudioQuip, without whom we could not do what we're doing right now, at least not at the level we're doing it yep. right now. And if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Brewington, you're the one who made this happen. Yes, he did.
Nate, the owner of Audio Equip. Yep. Another shout out. What's up, Nate? Well, Nate, Nate and the entire crew, but also Tolfer. now that the world is... <laughs> now that the world is slowly opening up again, whether you're doing a rock show, uh, poetry slam, uh, whatever it is that you're into, TED Talk, whatever the case might be, if you need audio equipment, a PA, microphones, headphones, whatever, please get in touch with Audio Equip because Nate has been a stalwart from the very beginning, as had Miss, as Mr. Brewington, um, and we appreciate it. We really, really do. Um, so, And thanks to anybody who's ever listened, shared, amplified, done whatever they could do. One more time, the website of your new endeavor, sir. Officialfriedchicken.com. That almost, it's almost too easy. Are you sure you don't want to make the name more complicated? I tripped uh, on the officialfriedchicken.com URL. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, this series is a delicious official fried chicken. Um, Sean, you have a good one. I'll see you next you time. You too. Stay cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. 99 degrees out there today. 99. Dinosaur weather. I hate this garbage. So I'll be crawling from here to my home and then down in the basement, probably pouring ice water over myself, laying on the bare concrete by the furnace. Because that's where it's coldest. <laughs> and that's also kind of my kink. You get one more song. What are we gonna what are we gonna listen to, Jared? Duran Jones and the Indications. Mm-hmm. A little funky glide on the way out. All right, have a good summer, man, and good luck with everything. <laughs>